Welcome to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouse podcast. It is episode 11. Um, and I'm joined by my wonderful co host, Mr. Simon Mann and Mr. Ross Smith. How are we both? Hello, Fine. very well. Very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I mean, I, every week I always think there's got to be a better way of doing this because every week I always think, should I say something <laughs> yeah. now? Should I not say something? <laughs> that, this is the hardest bit to do when we're not in the same room, I would say. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who's going to speak next. <laughs> I think probably because I've, I've realised as well that I don't always say your name in the same order. So maybe whoever's name I say first is the one that has to talk first. <laughs> But yeah, it's just this type of professionalism that we bring to the show. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm I'm good anyway. I've had um, I've had quite a quiet week. I think. What's the in relative terms? What is the latest on uh, project outdoor seating? So uh, obviously, last week the cushions were bought. At, um. Oh yeah, because of course we didn't do it last Monday, did we? We we were delayed in fil- in recording. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I went. So I spoke to my dad. And my dad said he knew of a place that could get me the pallets for maybe cheaper because that's where he gets them for his work. Um, so he'd phoned them up and he put me onto this guy called Mark. He said, "Just phone up Mark, speak to Mark, say who I am, and then he'll sort you out." So I was like, "Right, fine, sorted." So I phoned up this place. I said, oh, I can speak to Mark. Oh, he's not in, he's out. I said, okay, I don't know if you can help me. I'm after building a pallet sofa. I said, do you know what I mean? And he went, yeah, I've seen some of them rubbish on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, great start. So the guy, <laughs> and the guy then, who uh, thought he wasn't in charge of sales then? <laughs> no, I presume not. So I said to him, I said, oh... Um, he said, oh, well, Mark's not in. Oh, this was on Friday, I phoned. So he said, oh, Mark's not in. Uh, but he'll definitely be in tomorrow. And But we shut at dinner time. I said, all right, so if I just come down tomorrow, I can speak to him. So he said, yes. Yeah. So I said, right, all right, cheers. So I went down half past 10. And I got to this, like, industrial estate. And it's just full of, like, big big lorries just filled with pallets, which I expected. I walked into this, like, porter cabin. And then there's no one in there. So for about 10 minutes, I'm just stood in there. Claire and the kids are in the car outside. And then some guy just walks past me in a high-vis jacket. And I kind of like look at him. You know, like you kind of like give someone that look as if like... Are you, are you called Mark? Are you going <laughs> yeah, to speak to me? And the guy went, oh, and I said, oh, well, I'm here to see Mark. He went, oh, Mark's not working today. I thought your guy yesterday told me that he was in today. I said, oh, well, I'm after some pallets. And he went, yeah, you come to the right place. <laughs> I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I didn't know sarcasm was one of the things that came with these pallets. <laughs> so then um, so I, said, I said what I'm after. I said, how many are one? And he went, yeah, we could sort you now. Right? If you just come down on Monday, Mark will sort your price out. I thought, I can't keep coming down and coming down and coming down. It's Mark never being in here. So I went, so I had just a quick question. When they get delivered, do I need a pallet truck to take them off? Because obviously that depends if we get them delivered to my house or to my dad's work. And he went, he just looked at me and went, well, you've got muscles, haven't you? You can take them off. I was like, oh. Right, okay, I said, right, bye. Thank you. <laughs> so I thought, right, I'm not going back to that place. I'm just going to find a place on the internet that I already knew and just get them delivered from there where I don't have to speak to anyone. I thought there's a reason why I use Justine. <laughs> I don't have to speak to anyone. And this, this has proved it. 
So yeah, so I so I've not done anything. We've Claire been so close to giving birth. I've decided against ordering them just for now until I know when I'm going to be at home, which I think is quite sensible. And then I'll order them, and then it'll be projects, project seatings up and running. Well, I look forward. Yeah. To, I look forward to the next update. And also, you know, you, well, I want. I want the full information from your dad on what what's going on with this Mark character. He seems to be running a very dodgy, well, very dodgy business. I thought I phoned my dad up straight away afterwards. He went, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's useful." You made out as if like this Mark was the the king of all pallets. And you sort me out. Now you distance yourself from you from him quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what have you been up to, Simon? Any more walks? Well, I went for a big big ten mile walk today. Ten miles. Big ten mile, yeah. Well, I've not been sleeping very well, so I thought I'll go for a big walk, then I'll definitely be tired at night and I'll uh, and I'll sleep. But yeah. Oh well I was just I was mid I was just listening to some podcasts, I was mid walk, I was like, I'm just gonna make it a big walk. So you walk on your own? On my own, yeah, just with some podcasts. It was nice, it was quite quite chilled out. Just... What, did you listen to our back catalogue? Oh no, so I've already obviously I've listened to that so many times. <laughs> I've got I've got that committed to memory pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just nice, you know, through the woods and stuff. But uh, yeah, hmm. it was no, it was, uh, it was peaceful. But you got lucky as well. I thought, I thought dinner time today was going to start raining, so you got quite lucky. Yeah, so I left here about left mine about one, I would say maybe. So yeah, was it? Oh, so oh, after yeah, day. yeah. So I knew, I knew the weather was all right. It was just sort of nice conditions. So what? What? What dinner had you had to fuel up for this ten mile hike? Just like a chicken salad. And I'd had uh, I'd had golden grahams for breakfast. Golden grahams. I've not had a golden graham for years. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been uh, got back amongst them. Did it come? Did you put any uh, biscoff sauce on it? No, uh, but uh, biscoff sauce has been a real try. I've, I've had biscoff sauce, um, which is like a biscoff spread. Well, biscoffs are biscuits, and then biscuit biscoff spread, which is like a a biscuity type sauce uh, <laughs> that I've, I've added to my life. Uh, I've had that on. Um, well, I've had it straight. That that won't surprise you. I've also had it. In, <laughs> also had it in rice pudding. It was very very nice in rice pudding. On the rocks. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's really you know, added to my week. When you had it on rice pudding, did you stir it in? Yeah. Did you mix it in, or did you just? No, no, I stirred it in. Yeah, but it didn't. It didn't stir very well. So it didn't really mix in. So I, I just sort of had a, a few chunks of it, a few chunks of just rice pudding when I was eating it. So on the on the Biscoff packet sauce bottle, yeah. does it have like a recommended serving, like serving suggestion? I wouldn't know. I, I, I've you... not checked that. I must be honest. I've just gone... Uh, when, you, when you've gone through as many chocolate spreads as I have, Ross... <laughs> you don't need anyone else's instructions. What are they going to tell me? I mean, if well, anything, true. they should really be asking me for advice on how, how to consume. Well, yeah. What would you say? <laughs> what would you put on the back of the sauce bottle? Doesn't stir into rice pudding. <laughs> like yeah. Best to have direct, just shot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that'd be my advice. What have you been up to this week, Cheesy? Uh, not an awful lot. I've been back in work this week. So What? Yeah, I've had to do a hard day's a hard day's work. Have you been working today? Yeah, I was working today. I didn't finish till I think we finished about seven o'clock. 
Seven o'clock tonight. Yeah. What what time are you supposed to finish? Because obviously that that varies massively. Well, the time you actually finish and time you you, you do so you're supposed to. Technically, we were, I was supposed to finish at seven, but I moved everybody forward an hour this morning uh, to do some jobs before I got there, and then we ended up staying till seven o'clock anyway. So technically six. I don't understand you. I, I, you're the only person I know who who works past their finishing time every single time you go to work. Well. To be, we were building stuff today and I didn't really want it left half built. So, I mean, in my, in my defence, nobody came to me and what, said... What, were you building? New, new mannequins? No, we don't have mannequins. We were building the um, the screens and stuff that's going to go around the tills. Oh, the, the PPE. You don't have screen. mannequins? No, I don't have mannequins. Because we might only have one or something, so if you, you put it on a mannequin, then we've <laughs> yeah. only got one of it. But it's really oh, yeah. like Fair enough. How hard is PPE to construct? Uh, it's quite difficult, to be fair. Even with a 23-like part instruction guide and a, and a four-minute video, uh, it's still quite difficult to uh, to put together. I think that's because everybody's tills setup is slightly different than everybody else's, so one size doesn't fit all, or it doesn't fit my tills anyway. I mean, every time when I was going shopping, and like Asda and all the other supermarkets that were still open during the height of the pandemic. They have professionals come in and fit their screens. Why, why, why are TK Maxx just relying on I don't know. It's, it's not, it, it isn't that... Well, had they... Had, had, had TK Maxx head office heard about your shed? I mean, presumably they well, thought, we've just got a professional. I mean, here. somebody might have shared it around the old work groups and it might have got to the top that I can put a shed together and you thought, <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. These lot of comp- these lot of competent oh, so- to put some plastic screens together. <laughs> yeah. You- so every other store has got has got some has got handy handy in, but because they do the no, handy cheese in, I never asked. I never asked when they were in. They might have just turned them away. Because you you ask construction what I am to chocolate spread. I mean, you you depth of knowledge. <laughs> it just it just takes me a long time to get to 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 get it going. Unfortunately. Was it uh, was it nice to be back, Teresa? Well, I've got to be honest. It's just it's just a bit weird. I mean, it's a bit surreal because obviously there's no we haven't got there's no customers in at the minute. It's just there's just a, there's just a few of us at the minute. The, the majority of uh, the rest of the staff are starting it, it this week, so uh, there's just a few of us rattling around the store at the minute, trying to get some, um, trying to get the tape measure out to make sure that we're all social distancing. So that's been uh, oh. I don't know how am I week, unfortunately. So, what's it, can people, so how, if someone tries some on in TK Maxx, does it then need to be disinfected or something? What uh, well, yeah, technically, yeah, technically, without getting into too much of the whole, but yeah. Well, yeah, te- yeah, technically, sounds like it's not going to happen. I'll be honest, cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> when when the officials come round, I, I, I'd have a more convincing answer <laughs> for that question. <laughs> but, yeah, technically, it will. <laughs> That's what we've got wrote down here, but no one ever reads that. <laughs> it's on the it's on the uh, health report. <laughs> no, it will do. So, but is it supposed to? So, will it be someone's job to just disinfect clothes after? But it means it's not just easier just to not well, try. It, t- that's what will happen. Yeah, for a period of time. I don't know how long for yet, but. That's what we've been. That's what we've been told. I'm trying not to give away the game to to our millions and millions of listeners. 
Oh, yeah. And I, I suppose you know what? Give the way in case in case Primark came yeah. off this Trying to be all cloaked. I don't want to give away all yeah. the secrets. Yeah. Yeah, because when we look at the analysis and we listen to this podcast, it, it does just yeah. say CEOs, like 100%, <laughs> doesn't it? Well, everybody's stealing our ideas, so we're at the forefront of the ideas game. True, because... We, I think, I think we should. Clive Tilsey should be doing us some kind of commission, shouldn't he? You, uh, you, you posted that Scott Mills has bought a commentary sheet. I think you. Uh, yeah, and uh, and once Scott Mills is buying commentary sheets, yeah, I mean we've we've broke through from just the sporting world into yeah. the mainstream, haven't we? It's. Uh, I I wonder how much Clive's made in the last month just on these. And he has to, I didn't even think about this, but Father's Day is coming up. So he has timed it perfectly, hasn't he? Oh, it's not been thrown together, has it? He's really, he's really, he's had this broom for it. a while. What? what? I've, I've got this idea. I'm just <laughs> waiting for the next global pandemic <laughs> and then I can launch it. <laughs> it, it, it. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else I've done. I've not really done anything else. Have you taken on any new yeah. TV shows? Well, I watch. I tell you what I do because I, I follow Gary Lineker on Instagram. Don't know if either you two follow him. Yeah, he's normally yeah, cook, no. he's not uh, yeah, possibly. Oh yeah, just cook. Yeah, yeah, I do follow him. Yeah, yeah, he, co- he cooks a lot of very nice things. But he, on one of his uh, stories, he put that he just finished a program called Trapped, which is on Amazon Prime, which is an Icelandic like like so it's like a Scandi noir uh, cop drama, like which. So I watched that. So I watched two seasons of that, which was very good. Oh, I'll tell you what I did. I had to have a coronavirus <laughs> test, didn't I? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I was, was self-isolated in one room for 36, 48 hours. Yeah, that's what I did. Well, talk us through yeah, that. That's a different day. Yeah. How could I forget? Oh, so I got sent home. Oh, I went home from... I, a kid at school got sent home because he was displaying symptoms. Then, because I'd been in contact, I booked a test at the Etihad. No, you, I'd heard all these stories about this show, things that you know so far back, and it's horrible and this, that. So I'm driving up for my appointment, and I must say it was very, very quiet. Um, so you have to get this, like, you put your details in the internet, and you get this QR code and tells you what time you've got to turn up. You drive through, you've got to show this QR code, then, they, then you get to this bay, um, and there's all people with signs that you've got to read. You're not allowed to open your windows or anything. Um, and you get to this bay with like this porter cabin next to you and uh, they come out and they've got the phone number and they tell you to ring it and then some guy talks you through what's going to happen and basically they give you a they give you just like a self-testing kit so you have to do it yourself oh, so you've not really got somebody leaning into the car but, doing it for you no so they chuck this test this test kit in with this leaflet and then you drive to this other place that's the testing area which is just another bit of the car park and you're sitting there You've got to read this leaflet and then go for it. So basically, you got you get this swab, and you've got to like rub it up and down both tonsils for ten to fifteen seconds, with like without trying to make your tongue touch it from gagging, and you can't touch your teeth, which is incredibly oh. difficult. Yeah, so you've got to do that first, and then once you've done that with the same swab, you've then got to stick it up your nose, up one nostril, and then twirl it round and then take it out, and then you put it in this, like, test tube thing, and then seal it up. And then you drive to this next place, and you chuck it in this bin, and then you off you go. 
Bob's your uncle. And have you had, yeah, so is it, have you had results yet? It wasn't. I've had the results, yeah, it's negative. I got them about, yeah, about two days later, which I thought was all right. But yeah, it was, um, so no, I phoned Claire up and said that I was having to do this. And then we decided that it's best that I went in, in a room away from everyone on my own. Which I must say, at times, when in a house with two kids, it's quite nice just to know you can't leave and you've got nothing else to do. So what, ro- what room what did I, you go into? Well, I was in the new baby's room because no one, no one goes in there at the minute. So I was in there. And then obviously when the baby comes, the baby's not going to go in there straight away. So it's pretty, it's a redundant room at the minute. So I, we had a camp bed. So, and obviously it's because it's the box room, it's not very big and it's already got a cot, a chest of drawers and a wardrobe in there. And then this camp bed, I, I must have laid down out of them 36 hours. I must have been laid down for about 30. <laughs> <laughs> There's just nowhere to go or do anything. So I told Claire before I got in there just to put my laptop in there and my phone charger. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to start without a phone charger for that, do you? Oh, uh, well, yeah, my laptop. So I, uh, so luckily I could go on Amazon Prime and Netflix and watch watch what I wanted. So I managed to managed to plan my way through them. So I watched them and then I watched that other thing on the BBC. Have you seen the first team? Oh, yeah, I didn't like it. No, I didn't really like it. But I watched all that as well because it was quite easy to just have on in the background. Is that the comedy thing? Yeah, it's from the people who wrote The Inbetweeners. I've seen it on iPlayer, but I've not watched it yet. Oh, don't bother. It's not very good. Yeah. Unless you're in 36-hour quarantine, I'd. (laughs) Yeah, you can stick it on in the background. You don't really need to know anything about it you can just have it on in the background if you wanted to watch it but i wouldn't recommend it it's no mike bassett well, that, that, that might be right on my street then <laughs> <laughs> i best watch it i best watch it now rather than 20 <laughs> so how gullible do you think claire is i mean do you think she'll fall for it every time you want a couple of days away from the kids well this is the thing because i'm in education i can just go and get a test whenever i want so I can just go on the inter- I just go on the thing and say, I just need a test. And they give you all these time slots you can drive up and go. So yeah, whenever I whenever I fancy a bit of the only thing is I'd have to I'd have to plan it on a day where I'm not supposed to be in like a couple of days where I'm not in work. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm after if I'm saying to go, oh, I'm self-isolating at home, like, oh no, I've got to go to work now. It's a bit So yeah, I reckon I could get away with it. Well because oh, the other thing as well, to book a test. It asks you, do you have any symptoms? So you can just say no. So you're not even lying to anyone. Perfect crime. You're just not telling the whole truth. Another set of people who are having lots of tests at the moment, of course, is Premier League footballers. And uh, and after the break, we're going to talk about how prepared some Premier League teams are for the return. So we're going to talk about uh, the project restart and we're going to kick off this week with uh, the first week of no positive tests or the first round of tests uh, where we've had no positive uh, coronavirus tests, Simon. Yeah, yeah, it all seems to be sort of good news and it seems to be sort of moving in the uh, in the direction of them all coming back. I can't really see any stumbling blocks at this stage. Training seems to be going well for for most teams. So it's uh, we seem to be in a good place, Premier League-wise. Yeah, I mean, everything seems to be going. 
like we said last, moving to um, contact training, teams are having um, friendly matches. Uh, everything seems to be heading in the right course. So, I mean, what are we now? When's the first game? 17th. 17th, yeah. So we're now nine days away. So it's, I think it takes something monumental to to stop to stop the season actually starting now because the momentum seems to be seems to be there, doesn't it? So yeah, it'd be, it'd be incredibly surprised if we don't see the 17th because the they're not only planning Premier League fixtures, they're planning uh, TV schedules, they've planned FA Cup fixtures, haven't they? So yeah, they're, they're thinking wider term and just. Just the next steps on. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if it, if it gets cancelled at this this stage. They've also released the um, championship fixtures as well, haven't they? Uh, but I suppose the, the great thing about um, football and is it doesn't. There's, I, I think every game's going to be on the telly. Every game's going to be on at a different time, Ross. Yeah, yeah. I think every game's uh, every game's available to watch, isn't it? So Sky have released their fixtures. I know there's four on the BBC, which. Um, are not the, I suppose. I mean, the BBC are probably just happy to have the Premier League on there, but they're not. They're not the highest profile of games that you you would have thought. Um, Amazon have still got a few games, haven't they, left in their package? But I think they're um, offering up for free as well. So, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, yeah, you will literally be able to turn the telly on if you if you subscribe to Sky and BT, and you'll be able to see sport, well, live Premier League football whenever you want it. So. Fun times ahead for anyone who doesn't like football in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but obviously, but obviously the um, the 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 caveat to that is probably not the return of Soccer Saturday, as there won't be there'll only be one game on at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, probably. Yeah, but I I mean I'd really stop watching Soccer Saturday anyway because I mean the, the amount of Saturday three o'clock fixtures that happen anyway was dwindling more and more, wasn't it? So I I don't know if I'm that disappointed by it. I think I think what it will do is though you'll, all the people that are in the shoot you'll have a bigger selection of pundits on all the games, won't you? Unless you just have people sat sat at home doing two or three games at a time. Presumably, commentary teams will be at stadiums doing that. I don't know how I don't know how that's going to work. Somebody's time to shine, isn't it? Somebody yeah. becomes a bit of a pundit out of it. Well, BT have been doing. When BT covered the Bundesliga, they sort of because they've got that massive sort of studio, haven't they? So they have been sort of doing it, doing it with like at different ends of the table. Yeah, but Owen Hargreaves has been doing it from video link, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. Like, I'd like to see Paul Merson do a shot at an actual like at a live game. I think he'd be wouldn't mind him doing a few. But I don't like when Amazon Prime had it in the um, in the December fixtures. They had. They were trolling people up from you'd forgotten about the amount of fixtures they were trying to. So it'd be interesting to see what pundits we get. I mean, what I was thinking about today, fantasy football. How does that work? Well, I keep because I follow quite a few people on Twitter about it. They keep putting up um, different memos and stuff. I think that I think they'll normally give it a week. I would imagine so. Maybe. Probably at some point during this week when there's a week to go. So what's those games on Wednesday night um, or the following Wednesday, I should say. So they, they might start it up again this week at some point because people will start picking their, picking their teams. I mean, but, I, uh, just, 
I just thought around Christmas, that's when Christmas is when I kind of lost it a bit because it's all the who plays twice and who plays when you get you get yeah, more got points it. for your weeks and stuff. And I thought, oh, but now with the amount of times people are playing, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. When one when one week finishes the next, because I don't know. I think these. I don't know if this the city game, and I can't remember who else is playing the de- the de- the day after. Is it Sheffield United? Um, those games that are on, will, whether it'll be part of the same game week as the following fixtures on the Saturday, or whether it'll be a, a separate, a completely separate game week. There's it, it, like a, if you haven't got a spreadsheet for fantasy football, you're not doing it right. I think I, I think I'm going to I'm going to leave it for the rest of this season. If I'd, I'd admit pick, I'd admit I'm not doing it right. If yeah. who you're going to six weeks time. The other big, the other news um, that they started talking about is the are talking about change extending the uh, or changing the transfer window, aren't they? So that it starts in August and it ends in October for the summer. How will do we think that? Last- Will it not just last as long as uh, whatever break they have between seasons? No, no. It's been. I read. Uh, I read. I read something today that the FA considering changing it from all. Like so, it starts in August, ends in October. I think oh. they said it. I think they said it was only going to be. Didn't they say they were only going to have a three or four week break between seasons? I mean, that's not enough just to discuss the agent fees. Never mind what contract that some players are going to get. Well, yeah. So that'd be be interesting then- to see. But is is I mean it's I don't know I I kind of feel like on one hand one day I think nothing's going to happen in the summer and then on the next hand I think well actually it's that domino effect once one club spends some money then is another club going to oh, I've got money to spend now I'll spend it is and is that going to happen more throughout the year or clubs just going to go hold their hands up and go I'm not going to we're not going to spend any money again yeah I suppose it'll depend if there's sort of teams that need to sell isn't it I think that might be what triggers. Because, yeah, sometimes I think, oh, it's going to have to be really quiet at the transfer window because no one's going to be prepared to pay big money. But if you get sides that need to raise cash, then then maybe we could yeah, see Yeah, because uh, like we spoke, about, we spoke about a few weeks ago when United have said it's however much coronavirus has cost them, but it's cost every every other club, hasn't it? So there'll be smaller, smaller teams that may be willing to sell star, star assets, won't they? So, like, Zaha might go from Crystal Palace, for instance, might he, or... I, I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't. I, it it is, though. Watching Newcastle work. Yeah, and then the the thing is though, I mean they've had however long now to you know to start thinking about transfers and you know doing some. It's not like they've had busy fixtures going on. They've had a prolonged period now to start looking at transfers, what they want, and what they need. So pushing it back, I don't think it. I don't see the point really. I mean, and then the, uh, it's only really going to be a better benefit is if the rest of the Europe does that as well, isn't it? Because otherwise, we'll just be out of sync with the rest of Europe, and that's what Scupper does in the past. That yeah. we can just get Real Madrid and Barcelona can just tempt any of our players, and we can't then find replacements. So I don't know. Be interesting to see if that does happen. But then teams have started playing, like we said, teams have started playing friendlies. So the only team that we know about or that I can think of that have played a friendly against another team is Arsenal, isn't it, Jesus? Yeah. Well, they're, you're only allowed to organise a friendly with a team what, less than 90 minutes away. So when I did think about this the other day, I was like, well, I thought Liverpool could arrange a friendly. We, I, I, can't, I think Liverpool are playing Blackburn, I think. I think that's who Liverpool's first friendly is against. But I was like, teams in the North West, like, they might end up playing, I don't know, 
United or City or I don't know, they might have played one another. Like, is there, is there going to be that many teams to, to play it? Are, are, are Liverpool actually going to even bother playing one? Because I thought that I thought they would have had at least a couple of games, but yeah. But how many? How many realistically between now and the start of the season? How many friendlies are the teams going to fit in? Yeah, I suppose you're right. You're only going to get. Like football's been gone for so long. Like the fact that it's starting up again in ten days still seems like an absolute mile away. Yeah, I just think like United had. Um, they had an inter squad friendly, didn't they? Um, which I thought was interesting in terms of the lineups because, um, well, Social played two different form. Uh, did you see the formation, Simon, in the, the lineups? No, no. I, I saw a picture of it, but I didn't see. Uh, I saw a picture of the match. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, can't see, remember, uh, I can't remember it all off the top of my head, but I know um, he had one was a, a back three and one was a back four. Um, and he seemed to. Um, he split. He's. He sp- Put Fernandez on one team and Pogba on another, didn't they? Which I thought was quite interesting. Um, but I think they both scored and assisted in getting like assisted more than one and scored. So I think it's quite even in terms of like their creative abilities. Uh, I think the game finished four all, which doesn't really doesn't really make me hopeful for the defensive side of United moving forward. <laughs> but but yeah, I just thought uh, it just seems interesting that he's obviously. I mean, he's played the three at the back, hasn't he, before? But um, he didn't seem to use Luke Shaw in that back three. I think he used Brandon Williams in it. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, it's just it's just good. And I think a lot of teams have been trying to play these friendlies in, at the actual stadiums, haven't they? To get used to the, the, to the get, crowd situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you, any of you saw um, any of the Bundesliga games, and I can't remember which one it was, but they, they piped in um, crowd noise during the game so it's like FIFA yeah, style stuff yeah. so it's like in the NRL for the rugby league I think it worked quite nicely actually yeah because it, it was it seemed to work quite well that uh, I can't remember the away team scored but there was a cheer but it was quieter when the home team scored it was so it was quite I thought it was quite good really and it added to like when you're watching it on TV it really made a difference like just in is terms it, of having it on is it going to be the same um because a lot of the broadcasters have said that they'll give you the option of, of crowd noise when you start to watch it again. But surely it's going to be the same crowd noise that's been pumped into the stadium. It's not going to be it's not going to be different crowd noise, surely. Otherwise, that is going to be you've got one you've got one speaker playing crowd noise in the stadium, and then you've got the broadcaster then putting out a different, completely different crowd noise on the on the TV. Well, I don't know. It depends how good the microphones are. I suppose I don't know. The other thing what I thought is, I know they're all professional footballers, but sometimes, like they all say about the atmosphere makes a difference, doesn't it? And how it can spur you on. But so, I mean, so surely some footballers must get intimidated by some of the atmospheres. So do you reckon there'll be any footballers that will actually thrive and do better because it's an empty stadium? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see this sort of some like training ground legends that suddenly... Yeah, in, treat in, it not... as that, yeah. Who, who normally can't do it on the big stage and suddenly flourish. Yeah. We see, we see the best of Fred. <laughs> I just thought, I just think it'd be, it, I mean, I don't, obviously watching the Bundesliga, I don't know the Bundesliga well enough to know which players are, obviously I know the, a lot of the Bayern Munich players and like Kai Havertz and a lot of the Dortmund players and stuff, but anyone else, I wouldn't be able to tell you whether they're, they're playing better now or they're playing worse. Or, apart I from suppose- all 
I mean, I suppose it could equally work the same way around. Sort of, there must be some players who are actually sort of quite average players, but really just get themselves up for for big matches in front of a home crowd or whatever. Yeah, um, sort of love playing up against the crowd. What's the What's the Celtic captain called? Scott Brown. Yeah, Scott Brown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he springs to mind when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? I just thought, it's just an it's just interesting. But obviously, when Premier League's back, you'll know who you think's a decent player and who isn't. So it'd be interesting to see if that does actually have an effect on them. Well, the other thing was that a lot of the um, teams at the bottom who were against playing at neutral stadiums were, no, we need to, we've got home games, we need to play at home. But the stats coming out of the Bundesliga show that like a home a home wins dropped from 45% with the crowd. So I think less than, I think it's less than 20%. They've had 49, I think they've had 49 games since the Bundesliga's come back and there's only been 10 home wins. So, yeah. It might, it might make a massive difference to um, to some to teams, especially who've got who um, who've got a good like good atmospheres. And like you think about Crystal Palace, you go to Crystal Palace and they've got they've got a really good atmosphere. Um, it might just have a completely detrimental effect to um, to Palace's game. Yeah, I mean the only other uh, news in terms of Liverpool cheese is that Timo Werner seems to pick Chelsea over you. He does indeed. Yeah. Um, so on was it on Friday or Thursday that the news broke that he um, that he's well he's not technically signed yet but it looks like it's probably about 95% there um, they just need to activate the clause and it looks like he's gone but yeah um, I think Klopp's come out on Sky Germany and said that uh, that amount of that amount of money outlay at the minute is just not it's just not feasible with the, the current climate um, Liverpool. It looks like they've asked uh, some of their players to either to defer wages or, um, and then he said it'd be very difficult to um, then go and spend what looks like as a package about a hundred million pound um, when you've just like, spoke to your current players and said, it, "Look, we're struggling a bit. Can you, can you, uh, can you take a bit of a wage cut?" So, which is a bit unfortunate, really, because it, it looks like he would have fitted in quite well. Um, and it's a bit of a negative, really, for the for the close season because it looks like we're it doesn't look like we'll be making many big transfers again, or any big transfers at all, really. From from what's kind of what's kind of the noise that's kind of coming out of Anfield. So we'll uh, we'll wait and see. So it could be another quiet another quiet uh, summer at Anfield. What do you, I mean, do, do you think it would have been a big summer beforehand? I think he would have definitely signed. I think he would have been the one. I mean, the the, the big thing everybody spoke about um, up until, I think up until last week was no Salah, no Mane, no Kaiser at the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, but there was a lot of speculation about Mane leaving, wasn't there? The Madrid were interested and... Yeah, I think, I, I think, I, look, I think, I think you're always going to get that. Liverpool have had that for years and years and years. Some of their best players have been touted and I don't know. The, the, the thing is, they're not all going to stay there. Would I love to say that Mane is going to stay there for the next four years? I don't know what will happen. It might be that some of them decide, look, you know what, I've had a great time here, but I want to go and do something else. Not every, not every player in that team at the minute is going to stay there forever, with probably the exception of Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'd probably say the rest of them might decide that they want to do something else in a couple of years' time, depending on on, on how things go. Um, and obviously, the, the upheaval to, to the team, obviously, the team training's been slightly different. So, will Liverpool come back and be the same team or will they start next season as the same team? So, it's um, <clears throat> it's an interesting time, really. It's not a great timing, considering that it's all just up in the air when we were 
by far and away the best team in the league. But we'll um, we'll wait and see. But I, I think I think it's a, a, a few people have. Started. Uh, they've already signed uh, Zayak, haven't they, from from Ajax for four million? So um, to sign Werner as well and to put him on the contract, you would imagine that he's gonna he's gonna start. So, um, well, did you see the story about uh, Roman Abramovich bought a piece of art this week for about hundred million yeah. pounds? He bought uh, the scream, yeah. didn't he? Five months is the scream, yeah. So, so he's, he's clearly got cash, not not got any cash no. problems. Well, the, uh, it's not staying in his personal galleries. He's loaned it out he's, somewhere. Yeah, he's playing right wing. He's playing right wing <laughs> for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you, I would have thought that. I mean, Callum Hudson Odoi. I mean, I don't know what he's, he's, he's currently thinking about, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to get too many games next next year. Um, I mean, it, this is the thing, isn't it? That everyone was really praising Lampard at the start of the season about how he's bringing these kids through and this and that and this and that. And then, I mean, he's, he's signed. Well, Callum Antonadoi was one, like, one of England's brightest stars going moving forward, the one that you think, oh, he's really going to... And then Tammy Abraham was spoke about as this great. But then in the space of he's, the transfer windows he had available, he's basically signed someone to start ahead of Hudson Adore and someone to start ahead of Tammy Abraham. So it, it's interesting to see what's going on. And then obviously before lockdown started, uh, what's he got? Billy Gilmore, he started a few games and he was having rave reviews and people were talking about how great he was as a central midfielder. So it'd be interesting to see if, I don't know, what Chelsea do and whether, uh, well, whether that... They've been li- linked a lot with Chil- uh, Chilwell yeah. and Leicester as well, and they left back. Yeah, so. and City have had a, City have started to, and been linked with him now as well. So uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, also, I think City find out soon about their um, appeals, about the two-year ban in Europe Yeah, as well. well, they've got their um, their appeals being held this week, isn't it? The, the news won't, um, the decision won't be around till about August, I don't think. But I, from what I've read, I mean, from what I've read and what I've, I've seen... City are absolutely adamant that they, it will be overturned. They've got absolutely concrete evidence that they've done nothing wrong. So, so some somebody's bluffing somewhere. Either UEFA and FIFA are bluffing or, or, or City are, but I mean, we'll find out in August, I suppose. But again, that, that could completely change um, some people's uh, transfer plans, Premier League or um, Champions League or no Champions League. Yeah. Mm. Oh, one more thing before we move on, because we get to about that time. We spent about five, ten minutes last week talking about Sal Miguez, didn't we? <laughs> we yeah. Did. I mean, I still have no idea what he's going on about. What's he? What's he announced? Uh, Did he not launch an academy? He, is that yeah, what it with is? His, with his brother. Oh. In his. In, what in his, in his home, I think I think I think, <laughs> I think in his hometown. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, once I'd found out it wasn't going to United, I was kind of. But I, and there wasn't so much. There was so after we after we spoke. There was so much about him going to United. I was like, I just missed something. I was like, is this is this going to happen? It's like United going to go out and. No, but it's like it's like I said last week. He's one of them ones where you like on Instagram. You follow like the fan accounts and the, the different things. He's always in like potential you potential United starting lineup for next season with realistic transfers. He's always in there as central mid, at the centre centre midfield slot. He's, he's seen as this, like, he'll solve all of Man United's midfield problems. He's there all the time. So, that, as soon as that, I knew he'd be going crazy everywhere with United fans because he's always seen as, we'll, we'll get him, we'll definitely get him. Yeah. I think the thing is with him is... Yeah, I, I, I think... 
when I saw this, when I saw the tweet go up and that bad, I thought I've no idea what this is. I still don't know if it's an esports thing or another football club or a volleyball club. I thought right, I'm just can't be bothered. I think but having a countdown and then you announce this. Come on, Sal. I don't want you now at United. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's only 25. I mean, all, I mean, there's a very good chance that I've had to come and drink. No, cheesy, cheesy. He's had his chance. He's not coming. <laughs> We've decided, we told Woodward. <laughs> he's listening. He's one of the CEOs that listens. <laughs> Take him off the list. Take him off the, Take him off the Christmas card list. We scratched him out with that compass. You're never going to see him again. Yeah. Right. We've got the um, the World Cup of Goals to finish off. We have. So we um, anticipation we're going to do the draw uh, on the podcast. Welcome back to the final part of the Three Thirds Rank, One Third Scouts podcast, where we are going to carry on with our World Cup of Premier League goals. And we have the quarter final draw. So we have the balls being put into the ball, into the bowl, sorry. <laughs> I'm moving them around. Yeah, I can't hear it. Well, it's because it's far away. All oh, uh, right, okay. And um, Ross, you can draw the home teams. Uh, Simon, if you want to draw the away teams, numbers one to eight, off you go. Uh, one to eight. One to eight, yeah. I'll keep uh, tally so we don't mix. So we don't uh, mix up. Number five. Number five. That is Newcastle United. Oh. Uh, who is Newcastle United's goal? Uh, Alan Shearer against Everton. Oh yeah, good goal, the volley. Good goal. The vol- uh, number five. They'll play number eight. Number eight. They will play Sheffield United. Sheffield oh, United. Keith goal. Gillespie. Keith Gillespie. Battle of the volley. And Gillespie played for Newcastle. He did, didn't he? Did he? I think he did. Mm, not sure. Uh, right, so that's is, that, is this the quarterfinals? Yeah, it's quarterfinals. Yeah, first game down. Next one, uh, number two, number two, Manchester City. City's was Vincent's company's league winning strike against Leicester, wasn't it? It was home draw for Manchester City. Uh, number one, I'll go for oh, it's gone for it. It's Manchester United. Oh, oh Manchester Derby, and the United goal was. Uh, Paul Scholes against uh, oh, Bradford. Paul Scholes is volley against Bradford, yes. Oh, that's, that's one for the fans, isn't it? The Manchester Derby in the Cup. Uh, so the next one, I'll... number six. Number six is West Ham United. That was Paolo Di Canio's, wasn't it? It was. Have we had number three yet? I'll go, I'll go for number we, three. We've not had number three. That is Crystal Palace. What was Crystal Palace? Oh, that's Andros Townsend. Oh, uh, against City, yeah. Yeah, another all-London match. Uh, uh, it's handy for this, uh, you only allowed to travel 90 minutes for games, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> We've done it with, a, with the current pandemic in mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven. Number seven is uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Can't remember, what was the Tottenham goal? I can't remember now. Uh, Son's goal oh. that Ross did. That Ross did. Oh. The one that you said was amazing. That you, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. All oh, right. Well, there's no point drawing out the other one, is there? Because I mean, That's they've got pretty, no that, chance. No I mean, chance the, up against Son. 
the fact you'd forgot is proved my point in silence. <laughs> <laughs> what what numbers left? Have we had have we had five yet. And then hopefully, well, no, we've had five. So hopefully, the ball, the number ball you've got in your hand, Simon, there is number four. Oh yeah, that's it. I just misread it at first. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> that is Le- that is Leicester City. Was that Vardy? That's Vardy, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Ross has got a right old one with that. With that, <laughs> yeah. one, with that uh, what did uh, what did Sun Young Min beat? What do you mean? What, what did he, he beat? What the in, the, in the first round? In the first round, I'm just trying to. Oh, it was the, it was an awful under derby, wasn't it? It was the oh the uh, Dennis Burkamp one. Yeah, it was the Dennis Burkamp goal. Yeah. Oh, are we joking? You a goal you forgot <laughs> about? I guess that Dennis Burkamp. Beauty. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'd got over it, but now. <laughs> Look, we've had we've had shocks in the past in the Bower Cup, so you know, <laughs> don't rule anyone out. Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal are on the Arsenal are on the downward slope. Spurs have uh, Spurs have stolen in there. Ah, right, okay. So that's the draw. So what's the first? What's the first game, Cheezer? First game will be uh, Newcastle United against Sheffield United. So it'll be Alan Shearer's goal against Everton uh, and Keith Gillespie's goal against, I think it was Bournemouth, I think it was. Uh, and then we've got the Manchester Derby. So we'll see Vincent Company's goal um, against Paul Scholes' goal. Uh, and then the third game, well, London Derby, we've got West Ham against Crystal Palace. So Paolo De Canio's scissor kick against Andros Townsend's rocket. And then the last game, um, another tough game, Tottenham Hotspur against Leicester. So, Hume Minton's goal against Jamie Vardy's goal against Liverpool. It's a good, a good, good, great quarterfinal. Great quarterfinal. So, hopefully, we'll try and uh, we'll try and put them up on on one of those Twitter polls if people want to. At what at Mount Three, I think, is the Twitter handle, isn't it? Yeah, that so is. We will, for we'll so you can all you can all get voting this week, and we will uh, we'll talk about them uh, next week. Cool. Been another fun show. Yeah, I mean, any, we, you know what we've not done? We always used to end. Any big plans for the rest of the week? <laughs> yeah, just the quiet one again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, by this by this time next week, I will have a new baby. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah, not so particularly quiet. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll have gained at least one extra listener. <laughs> yeah, that Spotify family account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to get the new baby to listen from the start or, or just join in from when they're born? No, because I feel like the, 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 it's one of these things that you pick up reading jokes, won't you? Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he won't, he won't get, if you listen today, you won't get the uh, palette chat, will it? Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. You've, got to, you've, got to, you've got to go from the start, haven't you? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I thought, you'd have, I thought you'd have the uh, back catalogue on to uh, uh, soothe Claire as she's giving birth. <laughs> well, I mean, what caused... Because Claire might be induced, and he says, like, obviously, with, with when you've been induced, it could take a long time. So in the leaflet Claire's got today, it says, bring things to make sure that you're entertained. Right. So I went onto uh, Netflix, and I downloaded a few films for us to watch. But then what she doesn't realise is I went on Spotify and downloaded all the podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but is there not a risk that, I mean, it's going to put off the nurses and doctors? Because they'll be distracted listening to our badinage and just great humor. Well... Yeah, but there are there is that, but because they don't they come in and out oh, right. all the time, so they're just there snippets and go, ah. Oh. So I think if I if I like 
I'll make, I'll laminate. We've got a laminate on a piece of paper. I'll, I'll print out like a, an advertising sheet, three thirds Mank, one third Scouts podcast at Mank Three. Listen on Spotify and Anchor. Yeah, put it on the window. Is there a waiting area? Because I mean, presumably there's people just sat in there for ages in hospitals. What she's saying? I just on my phone, just just play it. No, no. Well, yeah, but that'd be perfect. But also, if you get, you just leave, print off loads of the laminate things. Just drop them off around different waiting areas inside the hospital. I mean, the I thing mean, that the thing everybody looks at in a hospital waiting area is the TV. So either put it on the yeah. TV just next to it, or hang it from below. Yeah. I mean, th- what I will look into tonight is how quickly I can get a T-shirt printed <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> Then we're away, aren't we? Yeah. Good news. <laughs> right. Have a good week, everyone. Good luck, yeah. good luck, Ross. Stay safe. Thank good you. luck. Yeah. Good Speak luck. Speak to you later. See you on the other side. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouse podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.